0: Lock Talk Radio. Welcome everybody to Wellness Wednesday on Girl Power Half Hour. I'm Annette Bingham and Tasha Humphreys is here. Hey, Tasha. Hi, Annette. Welcome back. I hope you're feeling better. Thank today. you. I am. I'm doing much better. Yes. Uh, it's been a little while since I've had a migraine, but it's um, doing better. Much better.
1: Good, glad to hear it. Missed
0: you yesterday. Well, thank you, and I know mm-hmm. Trisha Earle and you did a fantastic job. So no thank you no for it's
1: so,
0: it's awesome. Oh, I yeah. love her. And if you, if everybody out there, if you have not liked our Facebook page, go like it now because Trisha Earle has put some really cool links onto the page today. Um, there was a TED talk that she posted that you have to watch it's just uh so inspiring and informative um so really take a look at it i think you'll really enjoy it um i did and it's only 20 minutes long so um great great video did you have a chance to listen to it tasha
1: I have not had a chance to listen to it yet. I saw it, but I have not had a chance to listen, and I plan to do that tonight after ThreadBlox and Rock River School. <laughs>
0: so sometime after 8
1: awesome. p.m. Central. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: well, I encourage everybody to do it. And we're at 180 likes on our Facebook page. Yeah. So awesome. So we only have 20 to go before we have a giveaway. So keep sharing and keep encouraging everybody to like our page because we will have a giveaway at 200 and I'd like to reach that by Friday or Saturday if we could. That yeah. would be awesome. Would at be least awesome. by Monday. I'll give you all until Monday.
1: Right. <laughs> you <Yeah>. deadline.
0: <laughs> yes, you have a deadline. So today we're going to be talking about 20 things every woman should stop doing. Um, and I hated that it was worded so negatively. You know that we need to stop this. But these are things that actually, um, so many of us do on a regular basis. Um, I know I've I read through the list. I'm going. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I'm working on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we need to just really work on these things, and and it gives us a lot more peace. A lot more mindfulness, and we're much happier if we can do these things. So, let's get started with the first one because I don't even know if we'll get finished with all twenty-three, but we'll. I we'll doubt work that on we will. It.
1: I I prepared everyone yesterday that this would probably be a two-part series. Yeah. On twenty-three things women are need to stop doing. So they're already prepared. Yeah, we that. can
0: barely we can barely get through four things.
1: agreed yeah four agreements took us two shows people come on this is 23
0: (laughs) we're almost
1: six times that so
0: (laughs) so the first one is apologizing all the time and how many of you do that you know you go I'm sorry I should have done this or I'm sorry uh, do you mind if we go here instead of there why do we do that
1: Yeah, you know, actually, uh, yesterday I had, you know, where I work as a salon coordinator, one of the salons that I I worked for, I had a client do that repeatedly. And it was interesting because I knew that we were discussing this on the show today, and I, of course, knew what the first one was. And I kept thinking about it because she was trying to schedule an appointment, and and she was looking through her, I mean, we were talking overwhelmingly busy schedule. She has a calendar, she has a few kids, she's a teacher, she has a million things going on. And she's apologizing to me because she's taking up, what, two seconds of my time to try to figure out where her appointment could be. And I'm thinking,
0: please, no need to apologize to anyone.
1: I mean, you are very busy and you're trying to be organized and responsible. You shouldn't apologize for that.
0: Right. And and it does show that women actually do say sorry more often than men. Yeah, And I do that. Mm-hmm. I, I You know, especially after I read that. I, you know, how things like that happen. You read something, and then you start to notice it more.
1: Oh, sure. Well, yeah. I
0: started. Yeah, I started noticing how often I say I'm sorry or sorry. You know, right? mm-hmm. and and let's get it straight. It's okay if you've done something wrong to take responsibility for it. Sure, to be accountable, right? And say, you know, what, what I did was totally wrong. I'm sorry. But it's not okay to keep saying I'm sorry when when it's just little things like like the schedule, you know. She couldn't right. help it. their schedule so busy.
1: No. It, and I it, mean, it, seriously, yeah. the woman is superwoman, you know. like She's one of those women that's really doing so much that you just have, you're just standing in awe of her. Because, you know, I mean, I do a lot, you do a lot, but I don't have two small kids I'm raising on top of that. She's got a job upon a job upon a job.
0: So it's right.
1: – and, and, of course, raising the kids is the most important job she's doing because that affects society way more than anything I'm doing. So, you know, watching her try to make sure that she's scheduling uh, time for herself in there somewhere, two hours for herself in between, you know, all the kids' stuff and all their plays and their football and their, you know, whatever scholastic events they have going on on top of their extracurricular activities. And then on top of that, you know, just her her personal life, any party she has to attend. And then, of course, you know, her job. I mean, to apologize to me for the inconvenience that it's causing me, when i that's actually my job. My job is to get right. to point. <laughs> you know, and she's apologizing right. to me because it's taking her a little while to figure out where it's going to fit in. Well,
0: in the article it says um, constantly, you know, like we're all taking responsibility when you make a mistake, but constantly apologizing right for having your waiter split the check or asking a date to hang out on a different night or telling a friend about your problems does more Mm -hmm. harm than good. Right, exactly. You know, and if it's our friend, we need to be able to vent. I know I've been to you
1: quite often.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, And if you'll notice, there are times. (laughs) Yeah. But i noticed that sometime I'm remembering back that I do say, you know, I'm sorry for venting. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. what friends are for. Yeah, we're going to have to tell each other to stop it. And it says that there's no need to qualify. No, go ahead. Yeah. There's no need to qualify everything you do. Own your preferences and decisions. Right. Perfect.
1: Yeah, I was I was just going to jump in and say that, uh, you know, I have another friend that I've, I've now said this four times, and it really doesn't have anything to do with this article. In fact, I wasn't even thinking about it until you just mentioned that. I have a friend who has been struggling with a relationship. Okay, how many of us struggle with relationships? I'm raising my yeah. hands now. So we all do. Yeah. Um, At some point in time, you know, we all do. And even if they're not romantic, relationships with our sons, daughters, husbands, you know, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, employers, employees, whatever. There's all kinds of relationships out there. We all struggle with them at times, if not all the time, on some level. And she has been struggling with a particular relationship and with many other things in her life. And she, you know, continually comes to me about that. And not in a selfish way. She's always there to listen to me as well. So this isn't like she's take, 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 taking and then never giving anything back. She's very good about being there when I need her to. Um, I have never once thought anything negative about that. And she has apologized to me four times, continually coming to me with the same issue. And I keep saying, don't. Apologize. It makes me think you're judging me every time I come to you about the right. same problem, you know, because if if you're this hard on yourself, God knows you're very hard on me because, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not having any issue with you doing this. That's what friends are for. I mean, I'm here for the good. I'm here for the bad. I'm here for the ugly. And that's, I'm here for all of it. And it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get through it. I'm here, you know, as and, and long as you're here for me, I'm here for you. And that's what we do. So I think you're right. You know, certainly between you and I, we'll we'll catch each other on that, but it's I I just want to encourage everyone else to make a conscious effort. When you hear yourself uttering that phrase, I'm sorry, for something like this, again, you know, if you're taking accountability for a mistake you made, for an error that you made, for some harm you caused someone else or yourself for that matter, that's one thing. But if you're making an apology that is not necessary in this sense, you know, where they're saying there's nothing to qualify everything you do, um, certainly, t- try to catch yourself. Make a conscious effort to stop that. Right, right, absolutely. And catch your phone. Well, you know, try to stop them yeah. too, because you, you'll you'll notice it more in other people than you will in yourself. So you know, always try to help them. and tell one of your friends to help you be accountable here. You know, to help help me see where I'm apologizing too much and help me stop that. Just like a and I will do for each other.
0: Yes, we will. Even though I won't like you afterwards, That's okay. I know
1: I won't like you either. Never there before.
0: Yeah, it's often I say, "Just I don't like you." <laughs> <laughs> when she's telling me something very truthful. Uh, uh, okay. because don't care. <laughs> 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 Number two and three are actually go together. I think. I agree. And. The, It's saying yes to everyone else and Mm -hmm. saying no to yourself. Right. How many times have we, and women are really bad at this, say yes to a commitment or something when you know physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, it is something that you really need to say no to? We all do it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and then on top of that, we say no to ourselves. We don't allow ourselves those fun times, those, that. Right. We don't allow ourselves to ma- set boundaries. Right. It's huge, which goes together with the saying yes and then saying no to ourselves. Right. So it's really, really difficult. We judge ourselves much more harshly than we do anybody yep. else. Right. And one of the things... Um, I went through the Artist Way class, and if anybody has not gone through the Artist Way class, highly, highly recommend going through it with a group of supportive people um, like I did. Um, and one of the things that you do each week is you go on an artist date with yourself. And you mm-hmm. just do something you enjoy. And it can yeah. pertain to art. Uh, Most of my artist dates were going to Michael's and checking out the new art stuff or or going to the park or, you know, just doing something that I really, truly love to do. And that was something that was learning to set a boundary with other people because I would say, I can't do this with you because I've got a date, (laughs) you know, with myself. Right, sure, yeah. And it was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And you kind of get in that habit, which is so important. And then you can then begin to start, you know, setting boundaries with other people and saying yes a little less. And
1: and I'm going to jump in really quick because um, we did a, you know, I'm a, I've obviously got my master's in counseling. We've talked about this on, before on the show. And in the graduate program when I was doing the the master's program, We had an activity uh, in a group course where we had to say no to each other. There was also an activity Mm -hmm. where we had to say thank you. We had to say thank you for compliments and and not not override the compliment with something else. For instance, sometimes people will say, you know, you look really cute today, and then somebody says, oh, thanks, but I just pulled this out of it. Like there's always some, you know, some excuse for why it really isn't that great. Yeah. And so we did the same thing with the saying no. I mean, literally, people would ask you to do anything. You had to walk around the room, and someone would say, can I borrow a pencil? No. Can you write your name down? No. I mean, you just had to get used to saying no, because it's a really big issue here. And, again, this goes back to something we discussed the other day about how women have been taught in society forever that if you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. And because we have gotten caught up in the idea of negative versus positive attitudes and negative versus positive emotion and negative versus positive personalities, we have the idea that saying no is negative. And in in fact, it is not. It is a response. That's all it is. Don't put any more weight on it than that. And it is a boundary, and that is exactly what it is. You have to look at yes and no as a door in front of you. And no is a shut door, you know, I can't do that, that's not what I'm doing right now. Yes it's an open door where anything can come in. If you are overwhelmed, you cannot take anything else, you honestly not only need to say no to anything that's coming up in front of you that you're not, clearly not able to do, but you also need to be able to look at your plate in front of you and, and try to cut out some things that aren't necessary one of the things I've had to do in my life because of that, you know, I struggled with that because
0: being raised right. as
1: I was, and we talked about my story, I became, you know, one of those people that did everything to distract myself and became really a professional multitasker. And we talked about how mindfulness yeah. is, you're multitasking all the time, you're not very mindful, and it's true. It's overwhelming. Right. It's true, it, it adds to stress. So what I had to do was look at all the things that I'm passionate about that I'm doing, and I have many, and try to see where the dots connect. And if I was doing anything that that was not that was not connected in those dots or or if I was doing anything that wasn't paying me back. Okay? In other words, if it wasn't going to further my career or further my goals, further my dreams or it wasn't monetarily supporting me, I needed to cut it out. And right. I needed to only keep that which was something that was passionate for me so that I would enjoy it because I get enjoyment out of doing it, or something that was paying the bills. And, and also I had to look at, you know, okay, it's paying the bills, but is it is it too stressful? In other words, you know, let's look at the pros and cons. Yes, there's money involved, but does the bad outweigh the money? Does You know, does the negative outweigh the income? You have to really right. look at your life and take an inventory and decide what needs to stay and what needs to go. And take inventory every time somebody asks you to add something to that because it's just like someone coming into your store, let's say you own a store, and wanting to sell you a new product. You're not going to buy it unless you need it. You're not just going to buy it just because. You're going to only buy it if it's going to benefit your store or your customers, your clients in some way. You're not just going to take on a, a, a new product simply because the guy comes in and asks you to take it. You have to look at your life the same way and say no in the same way or say yes in the same way only if it's going to benefit you and certainly if it's going to overwhelm you, turn it down.
0: And there's a lot of people I know that are saying, shaking their heads and going, isn't that selfish? Well, there's a difference between setting boundaries and being healthy and being selfish. Saying no to yourself it's very detrimental to yourself right. because the more you say no to your your dreams and your aspirations and um, your your you know saying no, I'm not going to let this stop me. Um, if you if you continue saying no to yourself, then what's happening is you're not going to be healthy on any level. Right, you're going to be physically unhealthy, emotionally, mentally, spiritually unhappy. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, well, you know, you need to say yes to people because uh, people need our help. Well, they do. They really do. And saying yes to everyone is not showing compassion, though. It's just being overwhelming to yourself. So there is a balance there that we have to get to where we can sometimes say yes to things that we really don't want to do, but we do it anyway, Mm -hmm. but also keeping that healthy situation with ourselves to where we're nurturing and, and giving ourselves those things that we need. We all make, you know, we all because we're human, have to do these things sometimes. Sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to do, period. That's just the way it is. But there's got to be a balance. And doing those things that you truly, truly love to do and that are inspiring to you, inspires you to be compassionate and inspires you to more ideas about how to help people. And it's, you know... Just because you can pay the bills doesn't mean you can't help other people, or just because you're you're um, loving what you do doesn't mean that you have to cut everybody else out. Because when you are able to pay the bills and when you are loving what you do, then you want to help other people, and there's that balance there.
1: That's (laughs) going to jump in and say, you know, um, saying yes to everyone else, in my opinion, is self personal opinion and i know a lot of people mm-hmm. will disagree with me but i consider it selfish because you're saying yes yeah. to get people's approval or you're saying yes it's either for other people's approval to think that you're, you're, you're because you personally want to do everything because of how it makes you feel or how it makes you look in other words there's a very selfish motivation behind it because in truth if you say yes to everyone there is no way that you're going to be able to please all of them. In other words, if I did everything I was asked to do, if I was taking on every project someone tried to involve me in and I was doing everything everyone has ever brought to the table for me and I was saying yes to every opportunity brought my way, I would not be able to do any of the tasks that I have at hand efficiently or successfully. I would not be able right, to are
0: you're not. You're not going to be able to say yes to everybody and say yes to right. yourself also. Well, right, but I mean, I wouldn't,
1: and I wouldn't even be able to, I mean, what I'm saying is I would not be able to do anything 100%. Everything would be at about 25%, you know, because I would be overwhelmed. So I think it's important to realize if someone asks you to do something and you're overwhelmed, you're not doing them any favors by saying yes, because what you're going to end up doing is, you know, for lack of a better term, half asking that job. And so you're not going to be able to complete it. You're not going to be able to finish it successfully. You may even hurt their feelings or upset them because they've asked you to do something not knowing how overwhelmed you are. You said yes, therefore they think that you can do it. When you don't do it or you're you know crunched for time to get it done, then you've put them out and that in turn is selfish. And so really you do need to right. think about others and learn how to say no so that you're protecting them as well. Right,
0: right. You know, there's a balance to everything and that's you know that's a tough one but one thing I do know and it's, it's I'm still you know working on it is taking care of myself is probably the most important thing right because if I don't take care of myself then I'm no good to anybody Exactly. you know just makes sense alright number four Viewing food as the enemy. Yeah, that's a big one. As someone who had a chocolate shake at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Good for oh. you. <laughs> I, I haven't had ice cream in a while. Um, and Women often receive the message that our ultimate worth lies in our looks. Our hair should be smooth or perfectly curled, our makeup on at all times, but natural-looking, and our bodies banging, meaning thin. In the quest to achieve these impossible standards, it's easy to see food. as something to contend with rather than enjoy. Now, it, obviously, you don't want to put poison in your body because, right. you know, this is all we've got. But we need to do away with the guilt. I don't feel guilty at all about eating ice cream today, nor do I, yeah, nor do I. It was really did you have ice cream too uh no, <laughs>
1: but when I do i do and 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 let me say that you know because we've talked about it before when I struggled with uh body dysmorphia and things and when I was not in a healthy place and Uh, Like Mm -hmm. I said, I don't even know if this is possible, but when I quote-unquote dabbled in eating disorders, and and what I mean is I was just self-destructing at any means, I did feel guilty. If I ate anything, much less anything like ice cream, but if I ate anything, I felt guilty. And I really honestly believe that we're bordering on, you know, eating disorders when we have that mentality that any food that we're eating is bad and that we should feel shame for putting it in our bodies. That's not that's not healthy at all. That's just not a healthy way to be.
0: Well, and I'm I'm convinced that it was easier for me to stay a healthy weight and to actually right. enjoy my food
1: mm-hmm.
0: before I got concerned about what I ate. Right and I still I eat agree horribly. With you. I really do. Right. But mm-hmm. there's more guilt to it now. And right. you know, before when I Really, I enjoyed my food. Mm -hmm. The guilt wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And I think I was able to keep, you know, a healthier weight in doing this. Don't you think
1: that maybe that has something to do with the fact that we know now, based on studies that we've read and just, you know, all this information that's come out recently about hormones obviously being released, endorphins whenever we feel stressed. And I'm assuming, you know, Guilt and shame are very stressful emotions. And when you feel that kind That's of stress, right. while putting that on you, then cortisol is released. And I would think most certainly your body is affected, you know, and I think that we do have that, if that experience that does happen to us. I do
0: think yeah. that there's
1: some truth to that.
0: Well, Nora Ephron wrote, I have made a lot of mistakes falling in love and regretted most of them, but never the potatoes that went with them.
1: Ain't into
0: that. sister. In love with those <laughs> <laughs> I need to. Oh yes. So let's real quickly. We'll do this last one. Um, and it is. Where am I? Body, snark. Body snarking out loud mm-hmm. or in your head?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Go for it, Tasha.
1: Stop putting your looks down. Period. I mean, that's really all there is to it, you know, like, and it just goes on to say nothing will ever come of it unless you're working through body issues with your therapist. And and again, that's what we just talked about was, you know, body dysmorphia, which basically is just fixating on a part of your body that you think is not perfect and you've blown it out of proportion and you see it completely different than anyone else does and you notice it because no one else does. Um, Right. Those issues that we can, that's one thing, talking about things with your therapist, but When you are putting yourself down in any way, I'm not even just talking about I'm fat or I'm unattractive or whatever it may be that you're saying that's negative self-image and and negative dialogue, I honestly think that even if if you're bashing yourself for your age, I cannot tell you how many times I hear people every day talk about how old they are and in a negative way. There is no wisdom behind their age. They're not talking about the positive sides of, of being their age and coming this far in their lives and the experience gained, they're always bashing themselves for their age and they're always slamming their body for sin. I'm not even talking about people that are, I'm talking about 25-year-old. I a 25-year-old the other day. Talk about how old she is. These things are all negative dialogue.
0: I hear people all the time, and I'm almost 60, and I hear people say, oh, my gosh, I'm so old. And I look at them, and they're like 30 or 40, and I'm going, yeah okay, sister, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> how do you think it makes me feel? Am I yeah. ancient? Am I on bed? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, makes me feel uh, a little bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: putting our bodies down. And there's a, a wonderful photographer that's doing these photographs of um, mothers and mm-hmm. Yes. With, they're not retouched. They're beautiful. They've got the stretch marks, they've got the saggy skin, they got it's just they're beautiful, beautiful works of art. And I think it's just wonderful that these women are willing to show that and show how beautiful they really are. Mm-hmm. And I uh, you know, I love it. And yeah. uh, and What show? I'm, was it you know, Calendar Girls, the movie? Uh-huh. Yes. Loved that show. I thought yeah. I would be one of those women. I would
1: do that. Yeah, agreed. It would well, embarrass my kids, so. but but who cares? <laughs> and you know, like you, you talk about the stretch marks and all. One thing is always irritated me quite a bit. I used to struggle with it when I was younger. Because I was ten years old and I had sunny light. I was born with that. It's not going anywhere. I had it when I came out of the womb. I'll have it when I go into the grave. It's just the way it's going to be. There's nothing I can do. I used to run six miles a day, six days a week. Still have sunny lights. Not going anywhere. I started doing research a long time ago when I got fed up with trying to fight that, and I realized that less than 5% of women don't have cellulite. That means that it's actually abnormal to not have it, and it's normal right. to have it, because if you're weighing the norm on the percentages, well, over 95% of women have it. We're talking 95 to 98% of women have cellulite,
0: and that's not because they're not working out. That's because it's just how we're made. That's part of our and we system. see yeah, we see these women in the magazines and they're airbrushed, airbrushed. And they're contoured yeah. and everything. Exactly. and you see them without that and they've got all kinds of stuff. And that we don't see. And any anybody out there doubting that airbrush thing? Let me
1: <laughs> just tell you personally, I've had a photo shoot done and when the photo shoot was done and, and so have all my girls for T L R for Threadlocks and Rock, the show that I do. Whenever the photo shoot's done, whenever we get the prints back, they have airbrushed all of our flaws out, and I look plastic every time, and so does everybody else, and they're, you know, all their, any of their acne is gone, and we're talking down to the tiniest little bump, you know, anything that wasn't even noticeable before is now erased completely, so I promise you, photoshopping happens, it's there, it's oh, reality. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, we're anyway. at the end of the show, but yeah. tomorrow is Adrian Lakava a new author, soon-to-be-famous author, who wrote uh, No One Can Know. And it's a wonderful, wonderful book. And join us tomorrow as we talk to her about the process and how she achieved this dream. Go to our Facebook page and like us and let us know any thoughts or comments, please. And we will see you tomorrow.